for anyone who's pregnant right now and for anyone especially who is due right now, do not underestimate your capacity to handle this. You're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kybert, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential. Tanya Wills, I'm so excited for you to join me on Muscle Medicine Podcast. We've talked about birth on the podcast and midwifery and doula work. We had Marcy on, and I know for my first birth, you and Marcy were my midwives, which was such a great team to have and such a blessing, I think, to have two midwives present because that's not the norm. And I'd love to chat about what's going on in the hospitals and what women are experiencing during this time with the coronavirus kind of taking over the city. But before we jump into that, I'd love to just have you share a little bit about yourself because you are such a presence in New York City with Manhattan Birth and the doula trainings and then also being a midwife. Well, thanks for having me on, Emily. I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited to talk about my favorite topic. And I'm really glad that it's getting the attention that it's getting right now. It is seriously deserved. So I am a home birth midwife and lactation consultant. And I own a business called Manhattan Birth, where we do doula trainings. And we also teach childbirth preparation classes and parenting classes to people who are expecting. And my role right now, I'm sort of wearing several hats right now because of what's going on with coronavirus and COVID-19 here in the city. You know, the one hat that I'm wearing is as a home birth midwife. So I can, I can talk about that a little bit, which is, I don't think I need to tell you that my phone exploded when this happened. I would say it was like a kind of a mini explosion like, oh, people are going to be really interested in home birth. And then it was like, oh my God. As soon as New York Presbyterian Hospital started banning partners and stating that their new policy was that people would be birthing alone without a companion. So no doula, no partner, not your mom, not anybody. Basically, we just had to put an away message on our phone. Like we just couldn't fit any more people. So there's been a large increase in interest in home birth, and that's been one project I've been working on. And then, you know, on the other hand, as a childbirth educator, you know, my students birth everywhere. They birth, I mean, most of them birth in the hospital because that's what most people do. And I do support those people and they have their reasons for wanting to birth in the hospital. And unfortunately, what's happened for many of them now is that the hospital is not what they were told it was going to be. Um, they are scared and devastated and in tears and they they grieve and most of them then a couple days later gave me a call and said how can I get out of this so I said of course you can (laughs) you don't have to accept this so I can talk with you more about that and then I would say you know 
In the third place, my other hat is basically as a big mouth and as an activist. And it's not okay what's happening here right now. And I do think that when this is all over, when all is said and done, there is going to be a reckoning. And what is going to happen is that those of us who have been saying all along that you don't need to go to a place where the COVID-19 people are going to go on ventilators to have your baby safely. People are starting to actually think we weren't that crazy and that that might be true. And it's really like a generational problem. Like, you know, we've been convinced and our mothers have been convinced and our grandmothers have been convinced that we are inherently incapable of birthing our babies safely without the patriarchy standing by and taking our pain away. So that was maybe a little... (laughs) But really, I mean, what's at play here? And, you know, there are people who are women in gender studies majors who can speak about this better than I can. It's just something that I have noticed is that there's basically people who think, well, of course I can birth a baby. And then there's people who are like, I just want to come out alive. Right. And it's like, you can do better than alive. Like right. you can. <laughs> so let's break this down. So for the mothers who are delivering or expecting within the next couple months and had in their whole mind, this whole pregnancy, okay, this is what it's going to look like. And now with COVID-19 present and is Presbyterian, the only hospital in New York city, that's not allowing partners to join in the birth? Or are there other Uh, hospitals? There are others. And I think it's important to mention here that I kind of feel like the way that this has been covered is people are saying there's two hospitals. And I think it's important that we say here that there are two major hospital systems that are not allowing partners or any companion. And those two are New York Presbyterian, which I believe is four hospitals in this town, four big hospitals in this town, two of the top hospitals Cornell and Columbia. Also the Mount Sinai system, which is at least three hospitals, if not more. Mount Sinai on 95th Street, very popular place to give birth. And Mount Sinai West, of course, is a hospital that does have some midwifery practices and people who specifically are desiring some bodily autonomy in their birth choose Mount Sinai West. They used to have an in-hospital birthing center. This is a long way from that. Yeah. So for those women who are like, oh my goodness, I'm about to birth without a partner, without a doula. What do you tell that woman? Maybe first to just kind of get centered and grounded and that we've been birthing for many generations. What do you tell that woman? Well, what I would say is is sort of twofold, just sort of respecting where people are coming from in their births is that everybody comes from a different place. The way that I've seen it sort of unfold for people is that they have choices. So first of all, take a breath, feel your feelings because they're legitimate. It's absolutely legitimate to feel totally confused and lost right now. And there are many birth professionals who are happy to help you through this. Certainly at Manhattan Birth, we're helping a lot of people through this right now. But the second thing that I would say is that you don't have to accept this. You don't. So you can 
Call the COO of your hospital. Believe me, your OBGYN or your midwife does not want this to be the case. They know that the hospital does not have the staffing to support you without your partner. You know, I know for generations, it was always that partners were not allowed in the room. But for our generation and the generation before, partners have been in the room and Maternity wards have been set up depending upon those people. If something goes wrong, they come out and they get a nurse. The nurses are way overstretched. So they can't be pressing on your back or you know, doing all these kinds of things that your partner would normally be doing. So you don't have to accept it. And I, I just want to talk briefly about the hospitals right now that are allowing partners in and to talk about the safety of transferring your care at this point. I mean, I think that the level of risk that you would need to have to stay in a certain spot with an OBGYN and leave your partner at home would have to be incredibly high for anyone not to be able to handle your birth. So I, I once had a student who had a pacemaker, like that's pretty high risk, you know? So maybe she would stay with her cardiac team and, you know, that kind of thing. But I think if you're having like a regular baby and it's just you're healthy and you're low risk, you can essentially go anywhere to have your baby. And so the mayor yesterday did announce, this is very good news, that all of the city hospitals will be following the recommendation of the World Health Organization and the New York City Department of Health. And that statement is that even if someone is COVID-19 positive, if they are birthing, having a companion of their choosing is essential to their care. So that means Metropolitan Hospital on the east side, North Central Bronx, Woodhull, um, and there are other, Bellevue, there are other city hospitals. They don't have shiny billboards to advertise how fancy they are because they take a lot of Medicaid patients and this kind of thing. But I will tell you as a home birth midwife that these are the places where we home birth midwives transfer our patients to if they need to go to the hospital. And the reason that we do that is because they are received by midwives who hug them when we get there. Now, they're probably not going to hug you in the face of COVID. (laughs) I don't think any of the midwives are doing hugs right now. But that is the spirit of it. It's going to be somebody who looks you in the eye and listens to you. And go ahead and get your medical records from your doctor right now. You don't have to cancel any appointments with your doctor or your midwife right now. Just get a hold of your medical records. They belong to you. And if you change your mind, you have the freedom to go wherever you want. So also the Brooklyn Birthing Center, if you're thinking about something like that, is accepting people right now. The other thing that I've seen people do frequently, especially with a first baby, is just go back to their hometowns and have their babies. So what's the idea behind limiting a partner? Is the thought process like less people, less possible transmission of the virus, especially for people who are asymptomatic? Yeah, I think that that's what they're thinking. You know, the World Health Organization has epidemiologists and people who have been watching this virus unfold in China, unfold in, you know, South Korea, unfold in Italy, and they these recommendations still stand. These are the recommendations for COVID-19. New York City did not invent COVID-19. This has happened before us. And that's where the recommendations come from. So what's happening, what I think is happening, is that this is a knee-jerk reaction from two private hospital systems who have a financial interest in there being a record that they did everything possible to not transmit 
COVID-19, even if it was total overkill. I sort of put it in the same bag with unnecessary cesareans. Yeah. And so I know it's just going to the idea of transferring your care to potentially another hospital or to a home birth midwife or to a birthing center. I know in my journey with my first baby, I was with a certain practice and I wanted to transfer to another practice. And I think it was after like 20 or 24 weeks, like I called hospitals or different practices and no one would take me. So I'm wondering or curious your thought of, are people actually accepting transfers of a woman at 30 weeks, 32 weeks, 35 weeks? They are. Yeah, they are. And, and you're right. There are a lot of practices that will say no. But any doula or childbirth educator will know the people who are accepting new people. And certainly any city hospital, Metropolitan, the midwifery service there, North Central Bronx, the midwifery service there, they'll take anybody walking in off the street. I mean, certainly if I go in with somebody as a home birth transfer, I call them. The person is in labor. So it's beyond the late transfer. And we bring their medical records and we we come in and they just they're just meeting them. And they're very good at making bonds with people very, very quickly. I think that there's sort of a misnomer that you're somehow safer if you're being taken care of a practice with 10 OBGYNs who don't know you, but they've seen your records for the entire, you know, (laughs) the entire pregnancy. That's not safer. We don't get better outcomes that way. And these are not normal times. So doing something like that for some people may feel drastic and you may feel better staying with your care provider. And for some people, it may feel like this makes a lot of sense. I deserve support. I feel safe with support. This is somebody, if you're bringing your partner with you, this is somebody who is like living in your home, who like presumably you share a bed with. And like, this is something that like, you know, really they're not protecting anybody by keeping them away. So I think that that's really, really important to think about. And just know that if you're at one of these hospital systems and they are telling you that it's safer, there's no evidence to show that this stops the spread of this, of this virus. So for women who might be kind of hard charging and being like, I can do this by myself, maybe they're a first time mom. Can you just touch upon just the importance of having your partner or a familiar face? <laughs> with you during birth? (laughs) For sure. For sure. And, you know, if you're a person who's decided that you are going to stay put in one of these systems that is banning your partner, that's a personal decision. And what I would suggest is making a solid plan for virtual support. And, you know, I haven't been in there with these places, but my understanding is that they're going to be making efforts to help you have virtual support. But I would suggest, you know, charging your phone, making sure you have long plugs, bringing a battery, bringing your iPad, bringing your laptop or whatever it is that you have and having a solid plan that your partner and your doula can both be in the room with you virtually. And I want to just say that for those people, well, for anyone who's pregnant right now, and for anyone especially who is due right now, do not underestimate your capacity to handle this. Yeah. 100%. Do you think 
that, cause I know some women who are pregnant are probably like, if I have my baby choose to kind of stay the course and have it in the hospital, that there's risk to the baby or to the mother in picking up COVID-19. Yeah, because that's where it is. So my advice would be if you've decided that you're going to go to a hospital that has one of these policies in place and has many COVID patients, what I would suggest is that when you're walking into the building, you do not touch a thing. (laughs) Don't touch anything. I imagine that in labor and delivery, the staff is going to be wearing surgical masks, probably not N95 masks because those are, are you know, in shortage right now, and they're probably going to the doctors and nurses that are treating the COVID patients. But if you are COVID negative, they're probably going to be wearing surgical masks and gloves and things like that. Feel free to put gloves on yourself if you want to wash your hands many, many times when you're in there. Wash them good, not just before you eat. I mean, like during your labor, it will feel nice to have soap and water on your hands. Water feels nice in labor. So wash your hands, bring hand sanitizer, and just just don't touch anything. And then the last thing I would suggest is early discharge, as early as you can get it. Just really try to get out of there as soon as you can, because it is spreading on surfaces in the hospital. That is the highest risk place. So talk with the nurse that takes care of you, your doctor or your midwife about how they're keeping themselves safe, and then you can copy what they're doing. So for those women who are like, get me out of the hospitals, what are (laughs) their other options? If you decide that you don't want to birth in the hospital, it's really important that you consider what out-of-hospital birth means. So this is something, a birthing center or a home birth, this is something that less than 1% of the population does, and there is responsibility that comes with it. People choose these things without COVID-19 because they desire autonomy in birth. They desire to experience their birth, even though they know that during it, they're going to say, oh, this sucks and I wish I wasn't in labor right now. I mean, that's what I thought in labor. I'm very happy I'm not in labor right now. But, you know, they they may know that it's going to be very, very intense, but they desire to do that in a setting that feels comfortable to them and in their home. And that is one of the things that we really use for pain relief and anxiety relief in labor is you just being around the people that you love and that you choose and in your own surroundings. It just something feels so nice about you know, your your fridge and your toothbrush being where it belongs and your bed and your loved ones and, you know, not having to wear a hospital gown and still having the safety of what midwives bring to you. So that being said, if you are a New Yorker and you are looking to transfer out of the hospital right now, what I would suggest is there's a few good options. One is the Brooklyn Birthing Center. There are also a couple of birthing centers in New Jersey, maybe an hour away from Manhattan. An hour north of Manhattan is the Connecticut Danbury birthing center as well, which is right next door to a hospital and the midwives have privileges in both places. So those are all good institutional options. And as far as home birth goes, what I would suggest is you go to nyhomebirth.com, read the statement that we have written, Robina Khalid, who's my midwife partner now, she wrote the statement that we all kind of concocted together about home birth and the increased interest in home birth around COVID-19 
read the statement there. And if you still decide that you would like to try to have a home birth, call every midwife at nyhomebirth.com and see who might have a spot, keeping in mind that, you know, there there may be somebody who two weeks ago didn't have a spot, but now they do because somebody risked out or somebody decided to move back to Indiana to have their baby in the face of COVID-19. So spots do open up. So keep trying. And I would say be ready to articulate why home birth because midwives don't feel safe caring for people who are choosing home birth because they are afraid of COVID-19. That's not the choice. So I just wanted to mention that for the people who are deeply interested in home birth, make sure that that's what you express to the midwife. Right. Can you, for women who might not have wrapped their head around home birth and are, and are coming out of it as like from a fearful place, like what I don't want to do the hospitals. So I want to look into a home birth. What would be some other things just to start to wrap your head around when maybe when you're talking to women or to home birth midwives in expressing what you do want? We're looking for people who are interested in experiencing the birthing process and taking ownership of it and taking the the intense and the joyful and the beautiful and the messy and the, all of those things <laughs> who know their bodies and are not afraid of what their body is going to give them. I mean, it's natural, I think, to be a little nervous if you haven't been through labor before to say, oh, I hope I, I wonder how I'm going to do. And, you know, I hope it's not too intense for me. And, you know, this kind of a thing, that's all very normal. But we definitely are looking for people who believe inherently that birth is a normal thing that is mostly works overwhelmingly most of the time. And our job as midwives is to make sure that that birth is working in a safe way and that home is still an appropriate place to be having that baby. And we stand by with emergency medications and things like that. But a lot of this, what I I want people to understand is that the stories that we hear about emergencies that happen in hospital births, I mean, one thing that I always hear from people is, well, I'm so glad that we were in the hospital because we would have died. I mean, this is like, this is like in my... You know, I hear, I just nod my head because I know what I'm going to hear from everybody. <laughs> it's like everybody believes that. And the reason that they believe it is because people don't understand anything about birth. And the hospital, sort of, whenever they act on something, everybody acts at once. And so it's sort of a big deal, you know? And then the third thing is that because they are right next door to an operating room, they can push things way, way, way to their limits before they actually act upon them. And at home, we assess things in a different way. We're making a case for this being normal. And it has to be very obviously normal for us to be outside of the hospital. So we do a lot of pre-screening about people's health and their belief system um, to make sure that they're going to be an appropriate candidate and they're not going to have, you know, three contractions and say, I'm scared, I want to go in, (laughs) you know? We want people to say, I don't want to go in, I have to get dressed. That sounds hard. I'll stay here. (laughs) Yeah. For women who are thinking about a birthing center or a home birth midwife, I'm going to guess one of their questions would be, well, is it that much safer around COVID-19? Like a birthing center, there's still people, there's still potential transmission. Even with a home birth midwife, you could pick it up from one birth. And then like, I think those are maybe some questions that women, women would be thinking. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
thoughts on that? I think that after this is all over, we're going to be able to take a look at the outcomes. There are many people that are moving out of the hospital and we're going to be able to see what happened to the outcomes in the places that wouldn't let any partners or advocates in and what happened in the places where they were. And we're going to be able to compare how that management happened. But what I would say is a hospital that does fewer births a birthing center that does fewer births. I mean, if you're in the New York Presbyterian system or you're in the Mount Sinai West, Mount Sinai East or West, whatever, all the Mount Sinai systems, they are doing thousands and thousands and thousands of births per year. I do about, I don't know, 50? Me and my partner do 50 or 60 a year? You know, so it's just way fewer people. We're doing everything virtually. We don't have to leave our homes. We don't have to go into the hospital setting. I'm sure the birth center is doing something similar. So we've got systems in place that we can use because our patient population is so much smaller. So we definitely feel that the outcomes in terms of people contracting COVID-19 around home birth are going to be excellent. So for the women who are blowing up your phone in your inbox. <laughs> what are they, what do you hear? Like other, other than fear, like what are, what are women sharing with you? Or maybe it's just fear, but that's that, that too. Yeah, I, guess. I would say the, the lead is I'm really interested in a home birth because of COVID-19. I know it's the last minute, but I want to have my baby at home. Somebody called and, and asked us if they could get an epidural at home. You can't. I just want to throw it out there four years ago when I also had, I transferred very late to your Marcy's practice and you, you, and that was one of the questions I was like, you know, if I can't take it, can I get transferred for an epidural? And it was like, yeah, that is not, yeah, that's not easy. Yeah. That's not so easy. I mean, look, we can do it, but people don't just change their minds and go, if you think you might want an epidural, the hospital is the setting for you. That is where you should be. But I would say there's a lot of people who just want to learn more about it. People calling and saying, how do I convince my partner that this is what I should do? We're not in the business of doing that. We can't convince your partner of everything. I hope they get educated about childbirth. I'm happy to give you resources. They're all over the nyhomebirth.com website. But unfortunately, we're not convincers. We're looking for people who know in their guts that this is safe and this is right. And we know that it is, otherwise we wouldn't be practicing it. So that's how we know that it works. But I would say also people are desperate. I mean, they will do anything. If they have means, they're going to leave town. You know, I had somebody offer to pay my full fee to just have me on retainer in case Mount Sinai doesn't change their policy. I mean, that's not really a candidate for home birth, but no, it's not. (laughs) People with means will do anything. And we always have to think about the people who don't have means. And fortunately, the public hospitals, which is where most of those people go, are allowing partners. And I think that that's going to make a huge difference that finally they're going to get something a lot better than the people who are going to the more expensive places. I think it's really interesting, this kind of mindset shift or kind of what does a hospital birth look like And now a hospital, you know, the idea that it's safer, there's a surgical ward right there. If I need to get transferred for a C-section, I have a whole team of doctors to now the hospitals don't look safe because of the virus. And now looking at a home birth, which maybe 
a lot of people thought, oh, I, I mean, I know back in the day, DJ, my husband was like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and it took some convincing to now look at home birth as like, well, maybe that is safer. It's so interesting just kind of to, to see the, the mindset start to shift. It's all in how you frame it and from what lens you're looking at it through. And that's something to really examine. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, my husband too was my first baby. I wasn't a midwife then. And he was like, what do you mean home birth? That's crazy. You know, I mean, I wound up becoming a home birth midwife. So it's really crazy. But, but I understand like where people are coming from and, you know, just especially men. I mean, women, of course, I think have been, you know, taught to fear their own bodies, but some women have an inner knowing that they can do this. And, and maybe their partner who happens to be a man is very like, oh, no, no, no. And they want to protect you. And, and I think that that's natural too. And I think that, you know, in as gentle a way as possible saying, you know, is it possible that maybe you are afraid because you don't understand about this process? And therefore you think going to the hospital will inherently make me safer when in fact it may not. There are times when it is safer. There are times when people need to be there, but there are times when they don't. And I'm very glad about the spotlight that is being shown, shined upon this particular process for people. And I'm hoping that birthing people and their partners are going to become very educated about childbirth through this process. For the listeners, the women that are pregnant, or even just the people who support the pregnant women right now, what do you want them to take away from this? in hearing you talk or just there was one thing to kind of hone in all the kind of craziness or anxiety or where the mind is going right now what is i don't know maybe just one piece of information well i think that if no one else is saying this to you please let me say it and that is that this belongs to you this is yours and you can do it. And you and your partner or your support person are the people who need to come together at a soul level and realize that this experience really matters in your life. And you are in control about what you want to do. Feel free to reach out to any birth professional. Certainly we at Manhattan Birth will help you. You don't even need to come take our classes, although we wish you would. Um, but if you go to manhattanbirth.com and just reach out to us, we will tell you exactly what we know about what's going on in there. We speak freely because we do not work for them. We work for you. And that is where you need to be getting your information about where you can have the best and safest possible experience for you right now. Your doctor is going to tell you that they are the best. It's bias. You need to look at the whole of the information. Follow your guts. Your guts are not lying to you. And if that means that your guts are telling you to stay put, that that feels best to you guys, you can do it. You can make a plan and you can do it. And if your guts are saying, I got to get out of here. I got to find a better place. This is not what I want. Your guts are right. You can do it. People will take you. There are people waiting for you and you can have a great experience and you'll be very glad when you do. And your classes are virtual right now at Manhattan Birth. They are! So we have childbirth preparation classes, newborn classes, new parent support groups, and uh, CPR classes that are all virtual right now. So, and I teach some of them, so. And then, you know, we kind of drop some resources through the way. The go-to resources other than Manhattan Birth would be, which website? 
if you have a doula in your life, somebody independent that doesn't work for the hospital system, that's who you need to be talking with. And, you know, there are doulas that you can call and have a conversation with either for free or for a very small fee. And they will tell you, just say, I need you to be honest with me. They'll listen to you about where you're coming from, keeping in mind that your case is very individual, depending on your experience and your background and your belief system. And they will help to sort of steer you in the right direction and certainly consider hiring a doula uh, for virtual support. Definitely check out the guidelines put out by the World Health Organization for uh, pregnant people with COVID-19. That's people with COVID-19 should have a companion. Certainly people who are asymptomatic and don't have it should have a companion. And also the New York City Department of Health and the mayor's office. And if you want to have this changed, definitely call the hospital COO or the CEO. Your doctor did not make this policy. Perfect. Thank you so much. Just a wealth of knowledge and everyone should go to Manhattan birth and it's just like a beautiful site. So <laughs> oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And I just, I'm just sending all the love and strength to all of the pregnant people right now because they've got this. They're going to, they're going to learn things about themselves. They never knew were possible. 100%. All right, Tanya. Thank you so much. Thanks, Emily. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow. Why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you wanna share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends, or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys, so much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kybert here.